Every Saturday night, all they do is the same old thing. So you got a plan tonight or what? I got a radically hellacious plan. Fit the jab just to take the edge off. Get those chicks all horn dogged out. What chicks? Hanging with the buds. Check it out, man. It's Dak, Dak Meister. Hang a loogie on it. <laughs> ah! Hey, man, I got some chicks! <laughs> Searching for a party. What's the ratio here, man? It's like 35 to 3 out here. Staying out of trouble. Are you going to boogie with the foxes tonight? Now, if you want to get these chicks in the mood, shake it, man. I need some ID. Looking for some chicks. Let's party. But tonight, they're about to face their greatest challenge. Whoa. She's so cherry, man. It hurts. Man, I'm gonna scorch my shorts. Man, we got chicks! And you guys better not be here when he gets back. Come here, my chicks! Are those, um, real poopy shells? Going. She ain't even naked. Oh, damn, you kicked his ass. They're like a pack of wild dogs. They're probably out there right now playing in the ice tray. Don't be so paranoid. They're not that lame. Attention, Holigan. Assume the prone position. The hell are you doing with my daughter? Man, these are our chicks. You come here, you think the chick's gonna go for it because you got some Ox 45? These are talls, man. The Stone Age. Hey, so where's your friend? What? You guys wanna take a number? Yeah. Let's do a pre-show, pre-show interview. Uh, how's your souvlaki, mate? It's pretty good. Uh, is the lamb? Mm. Is the lamb paid a little more, waited a little longer, but it's lamb. <laughs> Had to go slaughter a lamb. Yeah. I see that Suvlaki hut. I, uh, there was one of those by my house that was always like about to open, and then it opened. And I never went. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Uh, it's okay. It's not great. I mean, I would have just as soon gone to Alibaba's and got me a nice falafel, but I was like, hey, Suvlaki. you know what? My neighborhood somehow doesn't have any fucking. It's the the one part of this whole city that isn't filled with shawarma places oh, nice. so i have to come over here to your neighborhood craig i quite enjoy I planned uh, that yeah I planned that before you moved in <laughs> shut him down <laughs> yeah. there's a yeah this there's be a funny joke when he realizes <laughs> and on this strip by craig's house there's so many there's, there's like four of them within two blocks Ida, here there's some other orange and green sign one yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't read all the signs so i just i don't know Alexandria. never got into any of them yeah, that's the one. Probably. <laughs> all right, so this is, so I remember, so you, you all remember last year when we had our final episode of Vinyl Countdown? Yeah. And then it wasn't. It was, I came back and we just started doing this. But now, maybe this really is the final Vinyl Countdown. Uh, is it? No, I was thinking maybe not, because just before we were recording, we were just, I was just ruminating about uh, the Vinyl Countdown movie club and how, the, how we never got to watch... Dead the man on campus. Saved by the bell story. The unauthorized saved by the bell. So many things. <laughs> so even though I'm about to move to old Vancouver, I mean I'll be back. I'll go to you know cottage shit, whatever, different things. If Jason becomes a wrestler, I'm gonna try to come back to watch him wrestle. Yeah. Uh, you know we'll probably well it'll be like let's aim for biannually. See if we can do two episodes a year. Probably not. 
But we'll aim for it, and then we'll get one episode a year. Nice. Why don't we do it by correspondence? We'll yeah. all watch one, we'll write you a letter, we'll send it to you, <laughs> watch it come back. Dearest Keith. We'll watch it again. Upon my fifth <laughs> viewing. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got me, we got Matt, we got Craig, and Mike, and uh, we're going to watch The Stoned Age. So... Uh, it's real hot in here. Would you guys you guys be offended if I take my shirt off? I would not. We'll turn the air conditioner back on as soon as we stop recording. Yeah. It is heating up rather quickly. Now, uh, did you ever see this movie, Mike? No, I don't. Oh, I don't know. Really, I, I did a little bit of research uh, before coming here, but yeah, I don't know much about it. Nice. I know it's going to be not good. Yeah. So, uh, it is, but yeah, it is and it isn't. Is yeah. the weird thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not that simple. <laughs> it's like you've seen the room. The room is not good, but it's also great. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the the origin story of this it's this podcast called Junk Food Dinner where they watch B-movies, which I love that name, especially for watching shitty movies. So they do kind of what we do, except instead of watching one movie three times, they watch three different movies <laughs> for each episode. So I downloaded their episode where they watched Heavy Metal. And in that episode, before they reviewed Heavy Metal, they reviewed this movie, The Stone Age, from, what is it, 1994? And they're basically like, yeah, okay, it's not a good movie, but it's a great movie. How come no one ever talks about this movie? And we watched it, and we were like, that that movie's fucking pretty all right. I saw that it had another title, right? <laughs> Tick's Lunch or something? Oh, uh, Tack t- <laughs> tax, tax Chicks. Tax Chicks, yeah, because okay. yeah, you'll, you'll learn about Tack. <laughs> yeah. and, and his chicks. Yeah. But like, The Stone Age is a much better title, right? Right. And it's, right. I think basically, in a nutshell, it's it's like bad, dazed, and confused. Like, it also came out in the 90s. It's also about the 70s. I mean... Uh, but it also lives by its own rules of the world. Yeah. Like, these rules do not apply in anything but a rape culture. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's really fucked it's up. It's extremely possessive well, of uh, women. What's great is that, so it's made in 1994, but being set in the 70s, they can be all rapey and just be like, it was the 70s. Yeah. Hey, I got a fucking, I'm wearing a leather jacket and I smoke. What do you want? <laughs> Show me your tits. <laughs> Suck my balls. Yeah. It's the 70s. We say that in the 70s. And it's one of those things, uh, you know, the, uh, the R word has fallen out of fashion so as not to uh, make fun of uh, the mentally challenged, oh. but this movie is truly retarded. <laughs> this is a truly retarded movie, and uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. Nope. And we'll we'll see. Oh, I'm all set. Uh, so I wanted to ask a question, but I don't know what it is. So let's just <laughs> let's just do it. <laughs> well, ruminate on that because we'll be back after yeah. this viewing of the Stone Age. Which, uh, also, these two guys in this movie, as far as I know, never worked again. <laughs> Seems unfair, because at least one of them is quite handsome. So. Oh, yeah, that was, was what I was going to ask. Like, do we know, like, the director? Has he done anything? I think he did Airheads? That Adam Sandler movie? Yeah. 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 But uh, not, not really, though. <laughs> you know? This is just this weird little thing that happened, and uh, everyone forgot. But it really is, I think, I think you'll find, as we go through this silly journey, that... All the movies that are kind of bad that everybody remembers, there's no reason why this shouldn't be one of those movies. <laughs> but it's only Junk Food Dinner that remembered, so God bless them. God bless them. And us. And God us. bless us. Yeah. Now let's For keeping up their good work. I better, I and mean, we better start drinking, right? Because how are we going to come up with these theories if we don't? Yeah, I'm going to wait till round two to yeah, start drinking. Oh, are we doing uh, different things for different things? Yeah, well, uh, Jason and Madison are having a little get-together tonight that I'm going to go to, so uh, I don't want to start drinking at noon. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I, I saw before I left the house on uh, the Facebook event, is like, starts in 10 hours. I'm like, whew. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of the A lot of those 10 hours are going to be spent watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of them. Yeah. All right. Um, it's it definitely like Mark said it it does the the characters 
for the most part, seem kind of real. I mean, if you've ever been kind of a a teenage guy just driving around with your friends, uh, getting into mischief, you could kind of relate to that. Um, and, and it does have a lot of great performances, and, and, and it's endlessly quotable. One thing, though, about this movie, and I think I mentioned this to you before, but re-watching this movie now, as I hadn't seen it since I was a teenager, it is so fucking, like, misogynistic in a, in a certain way. Oh, absolutely. Like... These girls are just like property to be claimed by these dudes. It's like whoever gets to these girls first basically gets to fuck them. And like, you know, I don't know. It just seems very, very misogynistic in that outlook on things like where, uh, you know, girls are just property to be claimed by dudes. And I don't know. And maybe that's like the Neanderthal you know, instincts that they're kind of referring to in the title of the movie. You know what I mean? Like these guys are acting as if it is the stone age in some aspects with their behavior. Um, you know, it's not enough where it like turns me off to the movie, but looking back on it, it's not something that I really picked up on when I was, you know, 15, but now it's just, it's like really glaring. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still like this movie quite a bit. I, I, I think it's funny. Uh, and you know, like Mark said, a lot of good music in the soundtrack, a lot of blue oyster cult, which I, I'm a big fan of. And it seems very fitting. Uh, for this movie it seems like the, the right kind of music uh, ironically enough i guess they in the movie they were originally supposed to use led zeppelin as the band that they the guys kind of obsessed over um but when uh you know securing the rights to that music proved way out of the budget uh they settled for blue oyster cult instead but nevertheless i think it was i, I think that's almost a better a better fit because it, it almost makes the movie a little bit more unique and not as obvious but nevertheless i don't think any of that um takes away from the fact that it is a fun movie to watch. It is very funny and uh, endlessly quotable. So, yeah, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I think going back to the misogynistic uh, Neanderthal sort of things, uh, the only guy who's really not like that is Joe, and I think that's why he's the hero. I mean, even Hubs, who's Joe's buddy and who's you know, one of the main uh, protagonists in the film, he's not portrayed as likable by any means, really. Right, like, no, uh, that's true. So I think that everybody in this, aside from Joe, is supposed to be... Uh, viewed as some sort of villain on some level right i don't know it did it did seem very strange that at no point these girls were like uh you know we're we're people and <laughs> we can hear you talking about us like this because we're standing here so i thought that that was kind of strange but it was know, a different well. time that's yeah. how they did it back then haven't you seen mad men it was like that oh right <laughs> More. All right, boys, how you feeling about that? I'm pretty good about uh, your half-naked ass. Yeah, I feel like this is an appropriate movie to be shirtless for. I really do love it, man. I hate being all hot with a shirt yeah. on. <laughs> it's way better. So, uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, in my estimation of how the world works, that held up pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, how do you feel about it? <laughs> let's, let's get Mike to chime in. Well... The misogyny in that movie is just through the roof. It's like, <laughs> at a certain point, it's like, at the beginning, you're like, oh, this is like, I get it. These guys are like, you're supposed to not respect them because they're dumb, gross misogynists. And then it just seems to be like, no, they're just, they're, they're supposed to be the cool guys of the movie. Yeah, and that the whole earth is like that. Like when the dad shows up and he's still just like, like the same bullshit. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Man, I love that part, though, where the dad comes in and is like, what are you doing with my daughters? And he's like, there are fucking chicks, man. Like, he just has no sense of, like, anything. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. I think the movie is actually fucking brilliant having watched it again. <laughs> yeah. It's only flaws the bad acting. If they got, like, better actors... Yeah, I do. Man. I do hate that guy that played Joe the redhead. He really yeah, sucks. He like sucks. he's unwatchable. Every reaction shot, like everything he needs to do, he does wrong. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. But Paul yeah, Rudd and Seth Green. That's who needed to play the main characters. Yeah, and the main guy, the other guy, Hubs, whatever. I'm yeah. okay with him. Yeah, he seemed okay. Right. And Tack is just too gross to be allowed <laughs> to But I love too. I love how it does. It sets up its own dumb reality, like right away, like that first shot of the uh, the dude's brother. Like, what are you up to? Just cruising. Yeah. And then for the whole movie, they will not ever explain a plan. They won't say who anybody is. Just some guy. <laughs> but I feel like it's awesome that they set it up with the once upon a time scenario. Right. Because they're just like, listen. This is this is kind of a different thing, and I think the different lens you should view it through is try and remember your life when you were like 16, and you had your dumb adolescent brain, and all you could think about was like, I just want to fucking fuck a chick, and I just want to drink some booze, and I don't understand the complexities of life, and these are the things that seem super important to me. And if this doesn't work, there is no other backup plan. Yeah, it's like, like I, can't go to, I can't go to school, I can't get a job. It's like, if I don't fuck this girl tonight, I'm a piece of shit, and I'm done. Yeah. I have another alternate lens to look through. Like, you look at the font in the beginning, and it's all once upon a time, there was a world where blah, 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 very epic. Like, I wonder if they wrote it as, like, a parallel to some, like, medieval legend. Yeah. Like Lancelot or some shit, I don't know. It feels like that, like, when she opens the door and there's the princess, and then right. they open the door again and there's the guardian to the princess. It's exactly. like, now you got to deal with this. How are you going to do that? With the magic nectar of alcohol. And, and, then, uh, like, and then the father comes, the evil dragon, they yeah, have to fight exactly. off at the end. Yeah. Boss there's battle. any number of, like, Tolkien-style... Maybe there was Lord Keith, of the Rings. Maybe, Keith, if we, yeah. like, maybe Keith, we should watch all yeah, three Lord of the Rings movies the three times. Yeah, that's like compare. a... Keep thinking compare it to Game of Thrones at some point when we were watching it. Yeah, so. it's surprisingly complicated, the uh, dumb shit of their, their ecosystem and their world. It's like... Like, there's two chicks, that's it. Someone heard about the chicks. Now we gotta divert this other guy for the chicks. We gotta steal booze to get to this thing. Steal more booze for this other... Like, the whole... It's like... It's like a King's Quest game. Yeah, you gotta yeah. do all these little things to get this to happen. And I extra love, like, I love so much how, like, they got the hot chick and the cooler guy, and they make out, and then they got the nerdy chick and the nerdy guy, and it's just, like, every fucking movie that happens, it's always, like, the loser gets to hook up with somebody, and it, like, honestly offends me. I think if you're just a shitty loser, you can go fuck yourself. And I guess at the end of this movie, they kind of, but not even, like, they still she's set like, up, why were you such a bitch? And, and they still, like, I don't yeah. know, I guess I'm a bitch. Yeah, and it's still like, oh, I guess I'm gonna call this chick that lives in North Cali. Like, you're not gonna see her, you're still a loser. So I love that they just treat that loser like a loser. Like, his friend makes that with both chicks, he gets nothing. And that really is like. But the, he learns to stand up for himself. So in the future, yeah. he'll he'll know better. That so, was the one thing about the whole movie. I think that was that was a cool scene at the end when he gets in a fight with his friend, and then he puts on the song that at the beginning you his friend wouldn't let him play. Song is for fags. Yeah, that's yeah. so they can tell who's a fag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not just misogyny. It's homophobia. Yeah, it's just everything. Time. It's just just the worst. I'm surprised actually. There was no well. I'm not gonna say there was no racism in the movie because there was there's one, just one Asian there was, person. Well, there was there that, and then also one black character who had no lines. Like yeah, the I didn't even partner. notice him. Oh yeah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was someone that looked like yeah, they might have been First an, Nations. There or was something. an Asian burnout 
who was just Asian? like one of the crew. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was a uh, yeah, yeah, like native maybe. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they're just like that's the only reason though. I think they got away with that is they just didn't deal with it. <laughs> I'm sure if yeah. they had taken a step in that direction. But it was it was at the beginning they just set it up by being like, oh, the reason this guy is not a misogynist who's you know objectifies everything is because he got shot in the eyes by a laser yeah. <laughs> at a blue oyster cult concert and he's still not really any no. better than anyone else he just has like he just has no uh fucking drive to like i don't know like he's still just like that kind of like oh i'm just a good guy so why doesn't somebody suck my dick which is like just <laughs> as bad he's kind of forceful to the blonde girl later in the movie but then she Kicks his ass or whatever. Yeah. Gets him in a headlock. It's kind of cool that they offer up the, like, it seems like this whole movie is just going to be a rape fest. But then every time the ladies know how to fight for themselves, they're going to be like, don't yeah. rape me. Yeah, they don't want to fuck the redheaded guy. They just want to yeah. fuck yeah. Uh, the other guy. Like, yeah, like, I actually think that's, like, the only potentially prog- progressive thing at all in that movie is that the the bookish chick is like, hey, I want to make out with him, too. I can yeah. fuck you. As much <laughs> as, hot, as much as losers want to fuck hot chicks... Loser girls want to fuck hot guys. Yeah. I want to know where, where James Malconian, if you're listening, uh, where he came from when he's writing this. Like, does he, does he feel like he is the redhead, or does he feel like he is the buddy? What's the other guy's name? Hubs. Yeah. Hubs. Hubs. Yeah, because it's Hubs. bad either way, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I feel I like he feels like he's the chick who looks like the chick from the That's Virgin Kills album or whatever. Right. Isn't that too the Virgin Killers album? Isn't that the one, or am I thinking of another one? But there was like this. Smell but love. (laughs) There's this one metal album that was a little bit famous because it had an underage naked chick on the cover. Really? Yeah, it's like the Scorpions or something, and uh, and they had to pull it from fucking store shelves, and I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm pretty sure that's the album they're referencing. (laughs) That that movie. The more I think about it and watch it. I just remember being like 16, 17 and just being like, and being an overweight loser and just being like, I just want to fuck a girl so bad. Like, I don't give a shit who it is. I'm going to, and just your early. Well, how do you feel though about the trio of, uh, of porkers that are hanging out outside? Yeah, but see, I was an ultra porker, so I would have fucking gone with that in no time. Yeah, see, that's what makes this movie double misogynist is there are some chicks that will put up with these losers and will hang out with them and they're like no fuck you even tack tack's the biggest piece of shit in the world and he's like no i want a hot chick i deserve it but yeah like early, yeah that's the one uh, yeah so it's virgin killer is a scorpions album and yeah does not look like the chick from the movie it wow, indeed looks like, like 14 13 Get i back. believe it says in here she is 13 what the uh, fuck that's not okay so does virgin <laughs> killer so that, literally mean crushing they, virgin puss like they actually they put a new album cover because someone was like that's not appropriate i love too that whoever the wow. guy that wrote this he's like yeah i'm gonna reference that album with the underage girl on it because yeah wow <laughs> yeah but the nirvana album is okay <laughs> that's full dick yeah that's full D and B. man so anyway yeah there there we go uh, yeah it's a uh, fucked up movie that's a movie too like it's like I, I do love how it builds its own little stupid world and its own weird social rules but if if anybody was to be like like that movie's like crazy like misogynist and offensive i'd be like yeah like you're not wrong i think if you look at it from like a fantasy perspective or a I'm a 16 year old with a fucked up prepubescent brain, then it's okay. Anything other than that, you're like, what is this nightmare piece of garbage? Like, I mean, it's clearly a comedy. I think we can all agree on that. Like, I don't think they're seriously. Uh, they're not like this is this is what reality is like. What I what I will say is the movie definitely seems very very loose and like it doesn't seem and you know I was just. I, 
I was worried when it started that it was just going to be a long movie, but they kept it tight. It ended, and I was like, oh, shit, this is yeah, over already. there's a lot going on in there. They, they wrap all that yeah. shit up. Yeah. Yeah, they meet the hot camel toe chick, like, within, like, 15 minutes or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they Casual get a Casual breasts, deep camel toe. Oh, deep. It was, it was like a, that, you know, have you seen Star Wars when he at the end when he goes into that... Um, camel toe. What movie? <laughs> the Star, Camel okay. Star Wars? Yeah. At the end when Tell he shoots... I don't know what I'm talking about. Just, uh, You're yeah. talking about Brawless Leia? Yeah. Yeah, nice. So I think it was bad. <laughs> uh, but I don't. I wonder if it's the kind of bad that it's. we can just watch it again. Well, here's what I'm well, curious. Gonna be, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I got to go buy some mixer and then see how that goes. Um, Fucking, that's one thing I'm curious about. So, uh, like, with Crank, I, were, I was a projectionist when Crank came out. And when you watch Crank, you're like, oh, it's Jason Statham. He's just running a lot. Like, there's nothing going on here. But after you watch it, like, eight times, it actually has a plot that you can follow. And, like, oh, this these this team is angry at them. And, like, this guy, this crime lord. And, like, it all actually makes sense. And I was like, whoa, probably no one but me ever realized that this movie makes sense. And I don't think the Stone Age is that in depth but but i do feel like there's some layers going on that i wasn't paying a lot of attention to this time like this time i'm really going to focus on attention paid this whole time yeah like stealing the beer and like the brother i feel like maybe but i mean there's a lot going on there and i mean the cop is just the classic just old guy who doesn't know how to have any fun anymore his story doesn't get wrapped up at all right he we forget but it doesn't it doesn't need to because i mean i don't know like i remember when i was younger we used to have like this little fort that we built that we could hide in after we whipped snowballs <laughs> at passing cars. Right. And it was I awesome do. because, you know, most people don't stop. But every now and again, some old man stops yeah. and it's like, I don't deserve this kind of treatment. I'm a respectable old man. I'm going to chase these young boys through this snowy hill. But you could slide down a hill, run like 50 meters. And then we had like this invisible fort that no one ever found us in. And it was super exciting. And in my old age... I don't know if anything even comes close to that, really. Yeah, like, Matthew, I like that uh, we have very parallel experiences from our youths. Yeah. yeah. Just like, what, what are you going to do today? You're going to go push someone? Like, you can't do that. Once you get to a certain level of logic, you're like, I can't do that anymore. But when you're young and dumb, you're like, you know what's super fun? Getting chased by old guys. <laughs> I wish you would. They get so mad. I wish I had that kind of foresight, because me and my friend Jerry were throwing snowballs at cars from an overpass, and we just got yelled at by the cops. <laughs> we had no backup plan. No, it was amazing. It's like, you're never going to catch us. We got this whole system, you idiot. <laughs> and they would walk around. Like, you'd hear these old guys in, like, their their leather shoes just stomping around, and we'd just be chuckling. Oh, yeah, shaking their canes. So, so angry. <laughs> so angry. I love, too, how the, the, the side posse where it's like there's only two chicks in this whole movie and uh but there's every loser in town is like oh we got to hang out with these chicks but that they have so little conception of the greater world that when the cops confiscate their stolen cans of beer they're like fucking cops they never have to pay for their own beer they just steal ours like he's like he has a job in a house (laughs) his beer supply is not from stealing your beer i think that's the joke probably (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely but it's just like so good that like but like alcohol was such a precious commodity when you were underage you're like i know this guy he's got an uncle he'll buy you booze it's great like it was fucking gold and i remember in my high school like the first person to turn 19 like she had her birthday at the beginning of january just oh man like (laughs) she just had she had lists she had like a notepad that was just like yeah i'll pick this up for this person like i love too that uh with the possible exception of wiener joe 
No other character learns anything. <laughs> Not a single thing. I wouldn't even say Wiener Joe learned that much. He so. learned to stick up for himself. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But yeah. that's not, I don't feel like that shouldn't be the message of this movie. Yeah, and really all that does is kind of brings him just up to not drowning in the social pool anymore. Like everybody else, like fucking tackle, throw a punch, you know, he'll stand up for himself. Joe is just like so sad that this at least just brought him up to like a bit like everyone else. Yeah, and did I miss something? What what happened to Tack? He got arrested with everyone He else. got his face punched in by the dad. And that was it? Pretty much. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they just kind of set him up at the beginning as being like this recurring character, and then it just really fizzled out <laughs> after that. So how do you feel now that you've seen it about the idea that the original title was Tax Chicks? <laughs> like, is that weird <laughs> or what? Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get why, Before I guess. All the studio notes came in, it was fine, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, there's more, the movie has more to do with Tax Chicks than getting stoned. It's a more yeah. appropriate title, it, except it that really it's just is. not very, uh... Because they don't, they hardly smoke any weed because it's yeah, skank weed. fucking skank weed. Yeah. It's bullshit. I yeah. feel like the Stone Age title was to definitely play off Dazed and Confused and be like, oh, here's definitely. a fun drug romp instead of a, a glimpse into a prepubescent <laughs> mind. <laughs> right. All right. There we go. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> See if I become broken. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what this, uh, this particular evolution of vinyl content is. It's like, can we break Mike? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's Don't Fear the Reaper, man. Hey, you're not playing that pussy shit in the blue torpedo, man. I told you. Blue Oyster Cult. Give a fuck if it's Blue Oyster Cult, man. It's a pussy song. If it's BLC, how could it be pussy? Let me tell you something. Every band puts out at least one pussy song so they can find out who the faggots are. Now take it out. So, what is this? A meeting of the mentally gifted minors? Huh? What? We got alcohol, man. Yeah. yeah. Must be my birthday. Hey, man, she doesn't look like that chick on the Virgin Killers album. Yeah, Tack. Yeah, this one's hogly. Yeah. 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 Hey, man, the other one's the boxy one. Dude, I feel really bad about what happened, so I talked to Lainey. Yeah? I told her it was your birthday, man. She's gonna give you a blowjob. She, she went for that bullshit? Oh, no, not really, man. But then I told her you're all fucked up, you know, because your dad used to kick your ass all the time. She went for it. All right, so next viewing. How do you how you feeling? Oh, mighty good. Yeah, I, I was... So this was our viewing to try to... Uh, try to pick this movie apart. Try to pull on the one thread of the sweater until... Uh, Till you're standing naked, lying on the floor. But why weren't you wearing pants? That's oh. what I want to know. I mean, you could be shirtless after us. You hear that, Rivers? <laughs> Phoenix? But, so poor quality. So I was pretty impressed with how many times we're like, now why did this happen? And we're like, oh, because of that. Like, 95% of the time, I think, like somebody gave yeah. a shit enough yeah. to tie yeah. it up. Hashtag airtight is what I think we're <laughs> talking solid, about. Solid yeah. scripts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, I guess, like, what were you saying, Mike? There's, like, something at the... Oh, like, I guess Tack gets a little bit tossed aside. But, I mean, he is just Tack. Yeah, Yeah, but then there's, like, the the cops. And I guess they weren't an important character. But I felt like it was leading to something. Because he kept talking about, reminiscing about his background. So I felt like he was due for, like, his big moment where he gets to relive his youth. And it just didn't happen at all. We don't have time for that. He's an old man. We can't we can't cram that into a ninety minute. No, and like as far as Tack goes from a script structure perspective, it works because we don't meet Tack until like maybe ten minutes into the movie, and then when there's like ten fifteen minutes left in the movie, like he's we're done with him. Like we don't care with him. Like it's the 
you know, you look at a script from both sides, beginning to end, and you work your way towards the middle, and it's parallel. It's one of those things where, like, all the actual examples have escaped my brain right now. But while we're watching, it's amazing how many times we're like, so this was because of that. Oh, and then this leads to that. So I even kind of think, I wonder if the weaker parts were, like, deleted scenes that just aren't there. Because I feel like whoever wrote this, he almost had, like, for such a dumb movie, like, a ridiculously like, coherent vision of this fucking dumb story. Yeah, I feel like there was one or two parts where, like, yeah, there's definitely a deleted scene, and someone was like, this movie has to be 90 minutes, get rid of that extra six you have in there. Yeah. Yeah, overall, uh, I liked it. I liked it on the second viewing. I was shocked at how how coherent it was. This is a weird, like, what's it called? Not Munchausen. What's the thing when you are in love with your captor? Oh, uh, uh Stockholm. Stockholm. <laughs> it's, it, is, it does happen where it's, like, for some reason, this second viewing went by really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe because we'd just seen it, we're paying less attention, or we're just on cruise control or something. But, like, it's, yeah, it, it went by quickly. It was more enjoyable the second time. For That's me. where, I mean, we never did really hunker down for this this particular idea of watching movies over and over. But it totally does work. Because, yeah, most of the time we're like, whatever, we'll just talk about something else. But then those moments that you missed, it's like, oh, wait a sec. And we caught all these little things. Yeah, like, there's a bunch of little moments. I was like, I don't even remember seeing this. We must have been talking yeah. during this, like, whole scene. The beach scene, for example. I didn't remember that. From the first viewing, I don't know what we were doing, but or like we're like, where do you get the fucking boots from from the liquor store? Yeah. But yeah, they oh, they had a yeah. scene in there. He stole it, and they made it awesome that he was cool enough to steal it. Like they made a point of being like, so Hubs is pretty cool, right? And he if you, steals booze, and if you like blocked out that scene with like miniatures and stuff, like their locations, like it would all make yeah. sense. <laughs> it all works. Like here's the moment when he stole it. Um, but yeah, the misogyny just seemed to get worse. It seemed to be more <laughs> of it. We we made the realization that this viewing. When uh, Joe has his like big flashback and his big moment of revelation, right before he was gonna decide what to do with a passed out girl, and it was just like you shouldn't be a moment of re- 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 realization. Everyone should just know that you just leave a passed out person alone. It's not an issue. It's, it's not a thing we too. talk about. And there's so many points before that where characters will drift off into reverie, but they don't cut to a flashback. They they pull out the full-on, for-real flashback just so he won't molest a sleeping girl. <laughs> like, but I mean, if he tried to molest that sleeping girl, she would have woke... So, assuming the amazing theory that Craig presented, mm, yes. that... It was amazing. I do say so. Then then go with it and let Craig explain it. All right. right, Yeah. So, like, obviously no one listening to this has seen the movie, so you won't understand (laughs) what I'm talking about. (laughs) But there's a scene. So, okay, we got... uh, I think the guy that wrote it has a Google alert set, so he'll he'll have seen it. So, Hubs is uh, upstairs with the hot chick, like, the cover of the album cover, banging her. Red-haired ginger freak is downstairs, tr- <laughs> sort of trying to bang the the bookworm yeah, girl. He's inching toward he's it. It's the slowest possible he's rate. Being very passive and not very manly about it. And then uh, Hubs calls from upstairs. He's like, "Yo, asshole, get the fuck up here!" And he's like, "Yo, like I convinced this chick to give you a blowjob." He goes in. She's passed out. When he comes back out, Hubs is banging his chick. He wormed on his chick. And my theory is that that was all a ploy, just so Hubs could go bang the other chick. He was just trying to distract him for a minute. Hubs is the ultimate worm. He's a master manipulator. Unbelievable what a worm. Hubs is king alpha. Yeah, he gets fucked. He gets his dick fucking fucked by some (laughs) some chicks. He gets dick fucking fucked by a couple of chicks. But you know what? By all accounts, I can't think of any reason why... uh, What's his name? Tubbs? Tugs? Hubs. Hubs is a 
piece of garbage and he has got nothing no redeeming qualities and he doesn't do anything but stuff to sat to benefit himself yeah and he no, doesn't I, really get any kind of he gets a little comeuppance in the end he gets smacked around a bit it's not I, really uh, though. i was starting to think like when we started watching the second time and i was trying to make parallels to like myths and legends and stuff that like maybe hubs is actually the villain of the movie and he's trying to tempt so joe's the hero and hit his hubs is tempting joe to being an evil person he's like of a the good snake person. yeah exactly i just hate to think of joe as the hero you know that actor is an absolute zero there's just it's just it he no no emotion just staring dead 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 eyes uh, yeah um, that's the fault of the actor though, not, not no, of the story absolutely yeah. now here's uh, something i just thought of now that almost certainly is not applicable but what if <laughs> joe and hubs are the same person <laughs> <laughs> it's a fight club type scenario. Yeah, yeah. could I, I, be. Even though we're separating, like we're like, oh well, that that's not a bad thing about the movie, but it's a bad, it, you know, the direction's bad or the casting's bad. It's kind of one guy who did all of it, so you know, it was bad, <laughs> and it's James Balconian's fault. You hear that, James? Well, I'm sure he didn't have enough money to hire. If he had more money to hire better people, he probably would have. But still, yeah, there's no excuse for Joe. I mean, you could find that's somebody true. that's better than him. Like, maybe it's, that's James Malconian. Did oh, we check the credits? No, it's not. Because, yeah, even just, ba- that's when you know an actor's really bad, is when they're not even delivering or anything. It's just a basic reaction shot. And this guy flubs every reaction to every situation. It never feels right. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, like, if the listeners are watching this movie or watch this movie... Look out for the scene when uh, when he first notices when he notices anytime he notices the eyeball it's like <gasps> it's so cartoonishly bad and it's barfing yeah it's just like the two fingers over the mouth the blown out cheeks yeah, yeah it's just awful it's like cl- it's like a clown if a clown was like I'm gonna throw up like that's what they do there's no realism in that whatsoever uh, so I think we've decided that this movie should be remade with Seth Green. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, Paul Rudd. Are we all on board with Paul, Paul Rudd? Rudd for yeah. Hobbs. I'm into that. Uh, who else were we into? Uh, Jack Black is the dad of the two girls. <laughs> no, not the dad. <laughs> Sorry. The, uh, no, the brother. The brother. Possibly a naked 13-year-old for the chick. <laughs> <laughs> Chug's oh, brother. Who we have? Who's the dad? I would like to see some Craig T. Nelson myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would like, yeah, just being very upset, but doing the comical coach kind of like, oh, jeez. No, David is the dad. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what about uh, the disco man that just recently died from uh, the liquor store? He could stay. He was great. But isn't he dead? Yeah. yeah. So he we're going to need recently. some CGI in there. Right. That's fine. Yeah, that scene, oh, yeah. we don't change it all. We just keep cutting back to the original scene from this movie for that yeah. character. So it'll be the quality of the flashback to the uh, Blue Oyster Cult concert, which oh. is just using stock footage and clearly on different film. Yeah. So if we make a new version, though, say we do it 20 years back from now, so would they be big into Limp Bizkit? <laughs> like what band? Oh, uh, so it's a reboot. It's not a just a flat remake. What yeah. would be What would be the 90s version of like Blue Oyster Cult or something? I think Limp Bizkit. Yeah, <laughs> 
Is but she like, okay? In the 90s when this came out and we you look back at like... the 70s, you're like, oh, that's cool. Those guys are into cool music. Oh, I know, I know. Because you don't want like uh, Pearl Jam or somebody too respectable. You want Collective Soul. <laughs> that's Collective <laughs> Soul. That is perfect. <laughs> and then December is the song yeah, that they keep like, playing because like, every band song. has a pussy song. <laughs> no one's okay with that. It's like, this is faggot music. And you know it. And you'd be like, like yeah, you're fag. Oh, that'd be the best. I was at a Collective Soul show. Yeah, and since this is the 90s version of the 70s, so yeah, now we would do the 2010s version of the 90s. Like, Man, yeah. Freaking sweet. Fucking Tack can play himself. He can still be the same guy. Yeah, because he's still a working actor, and he's probably a better actor now than he was 20 years ago. Yeah, and we gotta yeah, put that... Debatable. We gotta put that uh, that makeup on the him anyway. Exits. We yeah. gotta talk about that on, the, on this podcast, but yeah. yeah, he's wearing... They don't explain it until two-thirds into the movie when they say that about him having zits and i just couldn't figure out the whole movie he has this weird like raggedy ann makeup on his face yeah. these three little dots on each cheek yeah it's ridiculous this weird placing it does it totally looks like raggedy ann freckles or whatever I do and they explain like, his acne he's just got acne all over his face and they did a poor job i do kind of like though how this movie it's like the reverse like she's all that or something where they're like oh everyone's beautiful and the inside blah 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 <laughs> this movie's just like a loser is a loser yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. on but, the inside like literally the most inspirational talk joe could possibly give to tack is like well maybe you could find a chick that has it's like you and fuck her and tack's just like no <laughs> yeah no, it's realistic you. i think yeah. in he, that that's uh, why he got so mad about it because he knows that's the truth and he's like, yeah. I won't do it. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, in real life, a, a Joe character wouldn't have come up with anything inspirational. He'd just be like, find someone as ugly as you are. And a cat character would have been like, I understand that I'm gross. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> you know what I really would have liked, though? To really make Hubs the ultimate worm. He should have been trying to worm the ugly girls also. Just everybody. He would just fuck everyone. I think that would be his true, his true self. Yeah, I'd love to see him older now. Like, get that same actor and do another one where now it's 20 years later. Oh my god, he plays the dad. <laughs> yeah, or he's just like at his Man, work he's got and his he's. own daughters. He's, he's like banging cleaning ladies. Tax yeah. chicks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, uh, are we doing a third one? What are we doing? Um, I could do a third one. Yeah, I could too. I'm just. Cool. All right. The air conditioning back on. I'm yeah. starting to sweat a lot. Uh, in case the listeners, in case we haven't what's, mentioned, what's we've. Your, what's your gin sitch? Uh, I got some in. Craig... I got lots in the fridge. That's actually Keith's. Oh, yeah. He's just like, here, have yeah, this. Yeah, Craig still got the. the um... The, the, the cottage gin. So, yeah, we got lots. There's also Kraken in the. CG? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're great then. All right, then. Fuck it. Shit. Oh, my God. Let's watch that. We're sweating, though. Uh, listeners, just so you know, every time we record, we turn the air conditioner off for noise reasons. <laughs> I hope you I'm appreciate dying. it. I hope you appreciate it, because I'm sweating. Now, lot. there's a question. All these years later, when did we start Vinyl Countdown? 2010? Yeah, probably? like October 2010, I think. Yeah. Five years later. Is anyone listening to this anymore? I don't know. You're the one with the access to the analytics. Yeah. Long dong schlong. Sean? I never check. I just assume somebody is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. we got to assume. We yeah. gotta assume someone it's is. Just a, it's just a fun thing, guys. It's yeah. just a, it's just a fun thing. You yeah, just do it for fun. I could kind of care less if we record audio between. I for some reason still like the idea of watching the movie three times. Yeah, in a we'll row. see. We'll see what we have to say. I'm sure we have something. Oh, we will record. I just mean like at the first viewing, I was like, I, we don't need to record things. This is fun. We're hanging out and watching yeah. a movie three times, which that's, is stupid. That's also though that is true. <laughs> that is the true Violent Countdown spirit. Like that's always what it was. Was like yeah. we just need that excuse to hang out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Although I feel like it's literally the three of us tackling Mike and being like, hey, why don't you watch this three times in a row whether you like it or not? I still never got to do a movie that I picked. Oh, yeah. 
Well, whenever I'm back, you know, <laughs> maybe if we go to the cottage for a week or whatever weird plan there is, like <laughs> we can find some movie. Either I'm gonna way, call in. Uh, I'm gonna call in a bomb threat to all of British Columbia. <laughs> yeah. So you can't go there. We should have done one at the at the at the, at the cottage. cottage yeah. 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 Me and Jason were gonna review NXT that week, but we just he couldn't speak. So, <laughs> so, so that was a problem. All right. Cool. So, for viewing number three, it seems like, it's much drunker for this one, but I feel like really you can boil this whole movie down to the end when they're in the car and Hobbs just says like, what a great night, man, I got, I got laid by a rad chick. And drunk. Yeah, it really makes whatever Hobbs did worth it, because yeah, fuck it. Some chick who wanted to fuck him, fucked him. Everyone else was an idiot. Yep. Uh, I totally zoned out there. I'm also a little drunk. And, uh, I don't know what you just said. It, Something was worth it. It wasn't Something that. Good. It wasn't that good. How did everybody else feel? Um, I feel like the fact that we watched that three times. Yeah. And I feel real good about it. That is the perfect just like getting a little drunk in the background movie. It's so good for that. Yeah, it was good. Like heavy metal. The third watching, I was like, uh, heavy again. metal. It's kind of intense too. It isn't. I think that's it. It's just like so intense that like you don't need to watch it more than once yeah. in a sitting. I will but say, but this is yeah, like very lighthearted and easy to uh, watch and enjoy. Yeah. Um, I will say that. At that, at the end there, when Hubs comes and throws the umbrella through the window, and then they're like escaping like against that orange wall. Mm-hmm. When that scene was happening, I just had a huge sigh of like, "Oh God, this nightmare is almost over." <laughs> <laughs> I had a huge boner. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. We were all raging to the max. How do you feel though, Mike? How do you feel about the Reaper at this point? I, you know what? I was fear. I honestly feared it before today, and I feel like I've learned something. So you've grown pretty substantially. Which is pretty impressive. Well, how many times does the song play in the movie? Like four times? At least three, but probably yeah. four. Yeah. Three or four. So we've we've heard it nine to twelve times today, probably. Yeah. So let's figure it out. Well, I guess there's obviously at the beginning and at the end. Yeah, and then uh, when he's talking to the chick with the book. Yeah. But when they do the concert flashback, was it also playing there? Yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, well, it's, so it's four, four times. times. So we've heard it twelve times today. And also the thing I pointed out on the second viewing, maybe it was the first, like, so... Uh, uh, Crump's brother, mm-hmm. or Crump's brother, the, his the jacket Reaper? says Reaper on it. Yeah. So like when it when he comes in at the end, like they're 
not supposed to fear him. But they should obviously fear him, as Matt but pointed out. He's a scary dude. all it takes is an old man to kick the shit out of him. But, I mean, that With man, no problem. he was mythical. Like, whatever yeah. ancient Greek legend this is based on, like, that's yeah. the Cyclops or something. Yeah, the Cyclops at the God of Vengeance or Protecting My Daughter's Vagina. I wonder if there is, because, like, uh, that movie, uh, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou, is based on, like, the yeah, Odyssey. Yeah. And so that's why just weird shit happens. This movie easily could be a yeah, similar a situation. Total Greek myth. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's uh, maybe it's the Iliad. Yeah, who knows? Grendel, Beowulf, yeah. some fucking bullshit. Who knows? Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know what song? Because I'm sure I'll just throw some music in between each segment. But I want to end with <laughs> "Don't Fear the Reaper." Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'll start with that. Maybe. No, what I want to play is even though it's not about the Reaper, it's about the worm. But it's very similar. Do you remember that Primus song? Yeah. Fucking mm, Professor yeah. Nutbutter? Yeah, and yeah. it's so awesome where he's like, you know, it's all right to fear the worm is like the chorus, but then at the end, it's just this weird voiceover where he's just like, it is okay to fear the worm. I myself have no problem with the worm. <laughs> I understand why some people might be confused by the nature of the worm. Yeah, it's the best. That's so, a fucking amazing song. Yeah, it's so good. But it's also like 10 minutes long. Yeah, it's a perfect. Is that the one where they look like the Duracell battery commercial in the no, video? That was plastic. when Ona had a big brown beaver. Same, oh, yeah. uh, same album. Yeah. But. Strokes it every day. Man, I love to the advertisements for that album it was uh tales from the punch bowl and it's like if you didn't like primus before you still won't (laughs) (laughs) they did not change (laughs) they never did they never will but yeah i love that song any final thoughts then well ultimately i was like uh we're gonna watch the stoned age three times in a row i was like i don't know how i feel about this uh, at the end of it, I feel really good about it. Yeah, that last like, one, it's, it's just like... really a fucking wacky, bullshit, piece of garbage movie, but in but its own really right, it, like, you know, hashtag airtight. They establish <laughs> things up front, and they're like, this is a weird world, but for me... It is a solid me, script. Yeah, for yeah, me, it feels yeah. a lot like when I was, like, 16, and my world was like, I want to get drunk, I want to smoke weed, I want to try and fuck a girl. And that was that was the entirety of my reality. And, and sometimes, it, when you're 16, your friends make up some weird shit about being out of whatever. You get hit in the eye with a laser, and then you yeah. see giant eyeballs. Like fuck off. Man, and I was thinking, just an idiot. It's probably just something about me, but I feel like my life hasn't changed that much. Like that's kind of my that's thoughts. Is I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna move to Vancouver. I'm gonna be drunk and go to shit. And I'm gonna meet <laughs> yeah. some girl and fuck her. Pound some puss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. That's if I come back to Toronto to visit, it's gonna be with either a chick on one arm or a dude on both. <laughs> Just a laser on my shoulder, just <laughs> shooting directly into my face. <laughs> Be like, I figured out life, faggots. Well, I mean, like, for lasers, oh. I should go to Montreal. <laughs> Various weird bullshit. Yeah, like in that third time, we barely paid attention, but that's the one that like tempered the steel. Like that spirit linked that movie with our souls. Like even if we don't understand why or how, that movie's gonna be a part of us from this day forward. Yeah. I will yeah. forever have a deep, deep connection. Is deep. As deep as that camel toe, I will have a connection with James Malconian himself. James, I'm sorry about anything I've said prior to this. I I apologize. I apologize. (laughs) That was my theory, too, is like, yeah, like the camel toe, the awesome camel toe that the blonde chick had when she was in her bikini seemed pretty wet. And (laughs) I bet that's, maybe that's how he cast her. Like in 94 or 93, (laughs) it was still okay to just put your hands in a puss and be like, you're hired. Or maybe it was just like, can you get wet on demand? You got got the job. (laughs) Yeah. 
You got the job, buddy. Yeah, you got, you did it. <laughs> soaking wet. Or maybe here's what I think might be a more likely uh, scenario is that that was at least the second take, and they didn't have the budget to spend time drying her off and getting her a dry yeah, bathing that was suit. Totally, it, she was previously in the pool. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they dried her off with a towel best they could, but they didn't have a second dry bathing play doh for the the lab madge. Yeah, man, though, just rocked it out. That is something I've learned in my. Uh, Years of adulthood banging out, which I've slowed down recently. But don't don't drive it into a fucking a sandy canyon. Yeah, well, I literally had like both ends of the spectrum where I had this. I knew this one girl that would literally complain that she's like, "I'm too wet. Like this is ridiculous. I got to do something about this." And the other what? girl who was more of a slut, but was like, "Ah, I'm just not wet enough. Like fuck, I gotta like come once, and then That's then we can do old, stuff." The old lube. spit palm happens. Yeah. Yeah, I should have got some lube in yeah. hindsight. Lube works. Yeah. What like what did the girl who got too wet do about it? Yeah, because I didn't really understand that? why that was a problem. I'm like, I think we can work with that, yeah. but she no, seemed to be. I've been with a few full on like squirt fest monsters, and then it's, oh, you're yeah, still squirts. okay. That's this too. That's how dumb I was. Where it's like I still don't really know if this girl likes me. And then hand between the legs, I'm like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Wet and wild, babe. <laughs> Fucking water park down here. Am I right? And maybe again. she's just like a nympho and gets wet like when like the wind blows. <laughs> that's another thing we were saying during the movie is like yeah, it's like being being suave and being creepy it's just how the girl interprets it because it's kind of the same thing so i could yeah. say dumb shit like that i could be like fucking wet and wild babe yeah and she's like yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> keith mcgally as a sexy woman ladies and gentlemen oh, oh my god <laughs> so wet yeah you need to, to take that it's like a log ride but i need a log in the ride it's a, it's a slip and slide down there <laughs> Crocodile Mile, am I right? I was like, you're right, babe. It's extra warning. <laughs> I always do that too when I'm hanging out with a girl. It's just me and her. I'm like, hey, babe, what's up, man? I, I do the Force Beetlejuice she voice. in the face until she talks in a high-pitched voice. <laughs> nice. Ah, gross. All right, so this might be the last ever vinyl countdown ever. I like that. Yeah, there'll probably be another one at some point. The Vic fuck. Uh, the Vic fuck. BCFC. Like, I was literally like, I have to watch the fucking Stone Age three times today. This is your idea, by the way. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so I I drank a lot, so suck a dick. I'm glad you had a good time because this was your idea. You're like, now I gotta watch this movie three times. What fucking homo dick? I can't believe I opened my mouth. Now I have to follow through on things I said. Down with that. I don't make the best decisions. Imagine how wrong the Vinyl Countdown Film Club could go. Like, what if Scarborough Dude was in our Vinyl Countdown Film Club and he's like, let's watch... Oh, look at the composer of this scene. Yeah, let's watch yeah. Ben-Hur three times in a day. Yeah. It'll only take us 24 hours. How long is that? That movie's like four hours, right? That's a double VHS scenario. <laughs> That's why we didn't invite you, you old fuck. You don't know what... <laughs> <laughs> As if he's gonna listen to this. What, uh, what are you guys uh, doing now? You wanna watch Waterworld three times? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, you still get it on VHS? I do. I don't know where my VCR is, but I have it downloaded. The drinking is piss scene like 20 times in a row. Yeah, really, the first 20 minutes of Waterworld is the best. <laughs> if we watch the first 20 minutes of Waterworld and uh, what's the other one? Um, the the, dreams? That Arnold Schwarzenegger movie we were talking about. Last Action Man, Hero. Oh. It, it, like, awesome first 20 minutes, and then they both go to shit. And uh, Baron Munchausen. Awesome 20 minutes. So if we just watch all those like they're a movie, that could work. All right, so uh, boners. I guess we're done. Uh, nice. Um, maybe the next one will be a BC VCFC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys all want to fly up to BC, watch yeah. a movie. 
Or I do like Matt's idea of sending uh, letters with uh, long correspondence. They all have to start with dearest Keith yeah. and end with sincerely. <laughs> and you have sincerely to, yours. Yeah. Write them with a Wistfully quill. Wistfully yours. Write them with a quill and have a make sure everybody gets their own stamp, their own like wax seal. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And, uh, no, I've got the volume turned uh, down, but Matt is getting his wish yeah. of watching uh, Kevin Costner purify deep, and drink his own piss. Deep yellow. Yeah, like Waterworld. It, it does was lemonade. But if you can purify your own piss. You're you in water is everywhere. Water. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How about you purify the fucking ocean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember though the start of Waterworld because yeah, he drinks his own piss and he like slaps a chick. I was like, what the fuck? But then it oh, gets. Oh, that's my next search is Waterworld he's a, slap. He's an amphibian man. He knows the score. Gills yeah. Oh. And then it got real boring after that because I mean, when did this come out? Ninety three again, probably. Ninety two, ninety three. And even back then, I was like, this is a bold film, and it just got boring so fast. Yeah, it was too long. It was a cool idea. It was like Road Warrior on the ocean. <laughs> Waterworld slap. Water Warrior. <laughs> Waterworld slap, 11 seconds. Oh, I'm to turn this up so the podcast can hear it. Uh-oh. It sounds like what? Yeah! Oh, he slapped a kid! <laughs> he slapped like even... a 10-year-old girl. He's like, you fucking idiot, don't wave to him, you retard. That's even worse than I remembered. What the I fuck? Know what this fucking video is. It's Minecraft, I guess. Waterworld food slap? No, no, I'm not clicking six, on 63 views. Long. Two um, weeks ago. Terrible. All right, let's, let's wrap this up. So, um, uh... Man, the Stone Age, just watch it. Yeah, man. Seriously. Accept it for what it is in a different world. Yeah, do it. Do it. And James Malconian, where where are you, man? Yeah. Yeah, today is the age of Kickstarter. This is the time for a sequel. Yeah. This is your, your fucking chance. <laughs> just a compilation. I found a slap supercut. It is what we're watching now. Compilation of slaps. All right, uh, let's uh, finish off then with Professor Nut Butter's House of Treats, the classic Primus song. From Jelly Jams is Sacks of Sweets. Creamy and Natasha spreads for all. So this is uh, maybe the last you'll ever hear from us. Maybe not. Uh, I don't know. Cross yeah, your fingers. I'm cross to your dick. This year, that's been one of my goals. Cross your balls. If anyone's still here, thank you for listening to Vinyl Countdown. And uh, yeah, man. Maybe learn to do something better with your life. Like, yeah, I'm actually a little uh, sickened by you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Bitch cake, grab a slice. Yeah. Bitch, oh yeah, that's the thing. Bitch cake, grab a slice. Thank you. I don't give a shit about this podcast. You shouldn't hear it.
sweet sense of sweets. There's creamy and nutritious spreads for all. Just Mr. Hervey, Tommy, the professor for a modest feel. Here with a guarantee.